Welcome once again to Lato's Law. Here's Steve Lato. John sent me a story out of Ohio, and I've heard of things like this happening elsewhere, including here in Michigan. It could get confusing, but I'll try to keep it straight because it's a story of a body shop. The body shop had some kind of dispute with the landlord, the person who owned the building, and then there's a towing company involved also. So I'll do what I can to keep those stories straight because 10 cars got towed from the Middletown body shop that closed without notice. And they closed because of a dispute with the landlord of some sort. So this is from Fox 19 out of Ohio. Kendall Hyde writes this. The car owners were not told that their cars had been towed and they were forced to pay thousands just to get their cars back. And their cars were in the body shop for repairs. And of course, they did not get repaired either. So that adds the old insult to the injury. So Middletown, Ohio, more than 10 car owners were left scrambling without their vehicles after a Middletown body shop owner allegedly failed to pay rent. So there's the owner of the body shop, and according to the building's owner, who'd be the landlord, the body shop guy failed to pay his rent multiple months in a row. So the landlord had all of the cars at the shop towed and asked the man to leave. And the landlord said he wasn't paying his rent. He didn't pay. He was about two to three months behind. So the landlord says that the body shop guy moved into the building three years ago and everything was going smoothly until the end of last year. There was a clause in the lease that if you went 30 days late that I could take possession of the building back, the landlord says. So the landlord says he didn't want to ask the body shop guy to leave. He tried to work within the resolved situation, but without payment, they agreed to their separate ways. Uh, and then the landlord says, uh, he told me he'd be out by February 6th and I took him at his word, but the building was still full of cars. There were five cars outside, there were cars inside. So the landlord says he had one last request before ejecting the guy around the body shop. And he asked the body shop owner to give him the names and numbers of the car owners so he could tell them where their cars were and come and get them. And the landlord says... He just wouldn't respond. And that's the quote. He just wouldn't respond. So the cars were towed away by a towing company owned by a guy named Steve. No relation. (laughs) I did drive a tow truck as a younger man, but it's been a while. When they got here, we tried to separate all the parts and make sure they got their parts back to their cars, the towing guy says. Because remember, these cars were being worked on. So some of them, presumably, had been partially taken apart. And so if your car gets towed and the parts get brought separately, they got to try to mix and match this stuff to make things more complicated. So the towing guy says that he felt terrible for the car owners. There was a few of them that got their vehicles back for free. I felt really bad for them. Everybody else got a discount. We cut the rates way down. Meanwhile, one woman says her car had been at the body shop for a little over a year after she'd been told it would take just four months to fix her car. Four months might seem like a long time, but then again, with everything that's been going on in the last few years, supply chain issues, labor issues, all that kind of stuff. She said he said he was having a hard time getting workers, adding that at the beginning, the owner of the shop was quite polite with her, but later on, he stopped responding to her messages. So she only found out about her car being towed when her stepson saw a message from a fellow customer on Facebook saying that the body shop was out of business. And people who are dealing with them might want to be aware of that. So she said, we had to pay to get the car back. 
We had to pay the initial towing fee and the impound fee. And then we had to turn around and pay another towing fee to get it home because her car wasn't drivable. So now the car presumably is back at her house. It's not incurring storage charges, but she's got to do something about getting it fixed, which means she'll have to tow it again probably someplace else. Between service fees at the body shop and the towing costs, they're out about $3,000. And on top of that, the car is still not repaired. I have had several people contact me over the years, and the typical story quite often is that there's somebody someplace who specializes in fixing up or restoring certain kinds of cars. So you got some real oddball car, uh, and you know they only built you know 75 of them. Only 13 of them made it to the U.S., and the ones that got here have electrical problems and carburetor problems and all kinds of... And it turns out there's a guy who specializes in restoring those cars. And you, you ask around, you go to a bulletin board someplace, some chat group someplace, and they go, oh yeah, there's this guy. This guy does that stuff. And you find out the guy's operating out of some little spot in an industrial warehouse area. And so you go and you talk to the guy. The guy's got a bunch of projects going on right now. And he's got a bunch of workers there. And it looks like a, a great operation. And you say, how much to work on my car? And the guy looks at pictures and you tell him what you got. He goes, ballpark this for you, you know? And so you have the car brought there. You flip him some money. And the stories I've heard always happen something like this, that after the stuff got brought to the shop, the guy did a bit of work, ordered some parts, tracked down some other parts, uh, and then all of a sudden became difficult to get a hold of. And next time you go by there, the door's locked, uh, the windows are covered, and uh, if you peek right through a little crack in the window, you can kind of see your car in there. And that is your car. But it's locked inside of a building that apparently uh, is being used by a guy who won't respond to your calls. Next thing you know, the landlord comes in, ejects the guy for non-payment, and everything in there suddenly is up for grabs. Because you can prove it's yours, but you know there's a mess that's involved here. So it's not that the guy who runs the building can necessarily take your stuff, but if the guy running the shop owes him a bunch of money, the landlord's going to want to go through there and find out what he can take. And then you're going to find yourself in a fight over, okay, I've got the title. I got the title to that car. Okay? And they go, okay, great. That title goes with that frame. And you go, well, that engine's mine too. Says who? That, that front clip is mine. Yeah, why is that? And it becomes a mess. And so I always tell people that you have to ask around and do double the due diligence you'd normally do. When dealing with some kind of restoration shop, unless they have a history that's documented for decades or unless you know people who know them and can vouch for them. And so um, one of the viewers of this channel, <laughs> let's just call him DC. He knows, he knows what I'm talking about. Uh, sent me a note and said, Steve, I'm, I'm thinking about having a car of mine worked on at a place up near you. Can you tell me, have you ever heard of these people? Do you know anything about them? They're on the internet. And I went and looked them up on the internet, and I did not recognize their name. But they referenced a bunch of stuff I was familiar with. And so I contacted my good friend at Nostalgic Motors over there, Mark Lieberman. And I said, hey, Mark, do you know these guys? Have you ever heard of them? He goes, absolutely. I know those guys. They're good. He goes, in fact, they specialize in, and he named a particular car they specialize in, which is exactly what my friend contacted me about. 
So I sent my friend back a note and said, well, my sources say they're good. Now, <clears throat> some people are going to say, Steve, if they turn out to be bad, can that guy sue you? <laughs> I don't think so. Because what I'm doing there is not a warranty. Okay, I, he asked my opinion. I said I asked around and I found it actually was a little more specific with what I was told about these guys. But I passed along what I'd heard saying I'm passing along what I heard. And I told him who I got the information from. And so in that case, I would trust it. But, you know, you can imagine my dismay if I, for instance, were to take my Viper for some reason into a place and ask somebody to do some work on it. And if I came by a month later because they weren't returning my phone calls or responding my texts and I saw that the building was locked up and I, I could look in there and see my Viper. And then uh, a couple weeks later, I hear, oh, yeah, everything in that building's being taken to a, an auction. It's being auctioned off to pay this guy's back rent. <laughs> okay, I'm a lawyer. I know how to deal with that. But most people would be calling lawyers to find out how to deal with it. So I feel really sorry for the people who got caught up in this. Good news is they appear to have gotten their cars back. Uh, the bad news is it cost them a bunch of money, and it shouldn't have. So there you go. It's one of them consumer horror stories out of Ohio. Fox 19 broadcast it. Kendall Hyde wrote it. Ten cars towed from Middletown Body Shop that closed without notice. Questions or comments? Put them below. Let's talk to you later. Bye-bye. Thank you for watching Lato's Law. If you stop looking for happiness, you may find it.